You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. The Sorcerer's Apprentice is the story of a young man who, follow me here, becomes a Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> or is it? What you want to Welcome back to the Or Is It Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. And I mean Mark. And today we're taking a look at The Sorcerer's Apprentice as a part of our continuing f- uh, fantasy month here on Or Is It. Um, this is uh, a first for us, Mark. I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is our first Disney movie. For, yes, I think it is. I believe so. I have to go back and check, but yeah, we've well, how many episodes have we done? Over a oh, hundred now. Over a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would have to check the archives on that one. Yeah, I'll have to check that. I'll check that now. Um, you had any ex- experience with this movie? Oh yeah, I saw this when it came out. Um, are you kidding? Nicholas Cage as a wizard. Oh, you better believe I was there, front and center. Uh, yeah, true enough. <laughs> true enough. Yeah, and I guess this was a bit of a passion project of his. Like, I believe he's listed uh, as one yeah. of the producers, and yeah, he just really wanted to... Yeah, this was sort of his idea. This is, this is something that he wanted to do. And it was uh, off... Of this, now, this is off a Disney short film. Well, it borrows from a lot of Disney films, to be honest. Well, well, no, but the concept idea is the Sorcerer's Apprentice, right? The source, the the apprentice gets a hold of a magic wand and starts fucking around with it, and yeah, it's also the story of Fantasia. That's it. That's what I'm thinking of. It's Fantasia, yeah. which is yeah. not which is not a short film. It's a full length feature film. No, um, no, but I I remember as a kid though on the Wonderful World of Disney. So, go go dated reference there. They did play uh, that one key scene as an interstitial, the the one where he the the plates and the mops and the whole thing they yeah. come to life and they go hog wild and he's got to try and fix everything before his his master comes back. Yes, yes, yeah. So I I think that there's your key scene, which we even get later on in this movie. I was gonna say, yeah, they they definitely go back they, into this. They, they ate the shit out of this one, so yeah. I uh, I saw this on DVD. Back in 2010, when this came out. Um, speaking of, we can welcome to the show Jay Burchell. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Alfred Molina. I really like Alfred Mor- Alfred Molina. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a great actor. He's done some oh, great uh, roles. Absolutely, still one of the best um, uh, comic book villains we've seen in Doctor Octopus. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yep. Monica Bellucci, famous from her Matrix uh, appearances. Uh, yeah, and famous for just being Monica Bellucci. Yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> uh, and Teresa Palmer playing the the girlfriend in this one. I saw her actually last year in Lights Out. I found out. Oh, I didn't realize that was her. Uh, and of course, we've already mentioned. But welcome back to the show, Nicholas Cage. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So if you don't mind, I'm just gonna appear in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I was kind of hoping to get a little bit more cagey, and yes, pun intended. Well, and that's one of my first notes, is it, it, it's it's long hair, long, unkempt hair, 
unshaven, uh, serious face, classic Cage. Absolutely, it's it's almost like this was Cameron Poe, uh, with just you know a little less melody, but uh, you know, yep. and without that Southern damn accent. accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put yeah, the was, magic bunny back. I was I was kind of hoping to get, but I wanted a scene where like, uh, where's the cage freak out in this? Hey, he doesn't where's have the, one. Oh, oh, you wanna you wanna cast some some spells, huh? You just wanna throw around a fireball, huh? Do you do you you know or something like that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually goes pretty easy because he could really get mad at this kid uh, after a while. Yeah, but he's he's kind of playing the zen, calm, serene master here, which is a bit of a different turn. It's a much more subdued um, Nicolas Cage performance. Absolutely. Oh, now, uh, I have one other comment, but before that, what is your experience with this movie? I just saw it on DVD. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, that... Because that, I was really big into Nicolas Cage back then. Heh <laughs> Because I, you know, I'd seen The Rock and and Con Air and even the um, um, the National Treasure movies, or at least the first one, anyway. Which was actually not bad. I actually same director does this movie. That's that's bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really is. Um, so you know it. That's why I was kind of disappointed when I saw this movie because it was like, oh, that's that's not very good. I was like, oh, well, that's that's forgettable. It's kind of like the Dark Tower, you know. I'm not gonna remember this in a in a day or two. <laughs> like, it, like I guess this movie is passable. It's one of those ones. It's kind of like Speed, uh, where it's not wholly bad. Um, it does, yeah, but, it does have some redeeming stuff, and and we'll get to that. Like the special effects are kind of cool, but I don't know. Um, so let's go through this. We don't have a synopsis here. Tex is... Uh, it has still been whisked away to yes, a magical still, land. Yeah, being held captive by a dragon. Um, <laughs> so um, we're I not, feel sorry for the dragon, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tex is no damsel in distress. So. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time keeping her fiery uh, self. Uh, behind a rock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, and none of, neither one of us can do a, a synopsis any justice. The last two shows should have already proved that. So pretty much, we'll yeah. just uh, we'll just go through it. Um, so we start off with the with the backstory. Yep. So we get Merlin and his three apprentices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ye old Nicholas Cage in jolly old England with his jolly old American accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Monica Bellucci, European, Alfred Molina can throw on the accent. You know what I mean? Like they're all, uh, they're all there. You know? Yeah. But then just like oh, oh, we're fighting for the glory of England and Her Majesty and everything and His Majesty, and it's like, oh, and I'm going to cast some spells, okay? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Monica Bellucci. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, God. But then we jump ahead. Uh, so basically, Morgan uh, Morgana Le Fay, who was uh, who was famously uh, Merlin's big rival in the King Arthur story. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she gets trapped in a Grimhold. Yeah, which is a basically a magical Russian nesting doll. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then they're looking for the. <laughs> I had to laugh when they said the Prime Merlinian. <laughs> oh come off it! I just kept thinking of the International Dateline, the Prime Meridian. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I I tell you what though, I, I do like. If there's an idea here, but basically what they're saying is that at one point Merlin fucked somebody and got her pregnant. It's uh, just supposed yeah. to be a descendant. I, I got the the idea that it was a bloodline thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It is, it, it, it is a descendant thing. So there's a bloodline, um, and then there's a magical element. So there's kind of a, a descendant power and a chosen one thing all mixed up. So then we see the kid. He's driving on the bus. Um, he's going on a field trip. To New York, I guess. Even though he lives in New York, uh, I think it was like a museum or something. Was it a museum? Well, they're at the Statue of Liberty too, because they were outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and he goes into the antique store, and this is where we meet uh, Nicolas Cage for the first time. In modern day. Yeah, in modern day. And he knocks over the thing. He releases Alfred Molina, uh, and then there's a big magic fight, which. To be fair, um, gives you more of a magic fight than anything in the first three Harry Potter movies. Uh, that and uh, you, like we get one really good magic fight in the Lord of the Rings series, and that's oh a, and yeah, that, and that one is starring a bloody wizard. Yeah, and true. I will say that that is the one thing I am definitely going to give this movie credit for. Their magic fights were magic fights, like all kinds of different spells just being whipped around. Someone thought this through. Someone had their D&D manual out and was going to town. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thank them for it. There is less movie or less magic in D&D. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And that's the one thing about this movie is just because it's fantasy month, fantasy doesn't have to mean... Um, ye old. Ye old, essentially. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to mean that. This, this can be a fantasy, too. Yeah, you don't um, have to be on the set of a Renaissance fair to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's that's why I suggested this movie. It was Nick Cage. It was modern day, but there was still those fantasy elements. That's why I really suggested this one for this month. So, yeah, keep going. Well, he gets the um, uh, eventually he gets the uh, the dragon ring. And what I, and I like this trick too. What they do. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like this thing where basically the two of them get caught into a, a Ming a Ming Dynasty uh, trap. Right. Yeah, this this urn kind of thing, and it holds holds somebody prisoner for ten years to the day. So Nick sets that up, and then they both get trapped in that because Cage, you know, basically holds back Molina from killing the kid. Right. And then that's how we get from there to Jay Burrishell. Yeah. Um. And he's in college, and his roommate's giving him the, hey, man, you got to be a wolf. you got to be with the pack. But he's a nerd. Nerds he's don't trying. run in packs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, uh, fine. <laughs> Un- unless they're playing a D&D campaign, and then in which case they <laughs> Yeah, but they're not playing D&D in this one. The- they'll party up, but that's about it. Yeah. And you find out that... <laughs> so, and all the years ago, I guess... Uh, he explains away the weird happenings of when he was a kid by a glucose imbalance. <laughs> yeah. His sugar levels were off. 
okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's at New York University, runs back into, oh, yeah, Becky, Becky Barnes. Now, is she from the Marvel Universe? Because she fits the rhyming scheme. Or the, she absolutely the does. Scheme. Yeah, yeah. She might be uh, uh, Bucky Barnes' sister. Or, grand. well, I guess, great-granddaughter, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. Bucky Barnes, eh? Okay. And Becky Barnes, yeah. Or Becky Barnes, sorry. Um, so they uh, they break out. Now, did you find it interesting or off-putting that basically he had seen all this magic stuff? Right. And then, but he becomes a man of science. That's who this, you know, he's, the young man he's grown up to be is a man of science. Well, they kind of explain that away. It's like, well, that's why you have such a, a great deal, uh, a great interest in science, because you're a magician. What? It's what? an interesting take. That doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? Well, the, the magical talent of manipulating matter and Oh, yeah, well, they use the whole 10% of your brain cliché. Yeah, which I guess was proven false. Like, it's like way no, no, false. way it's false. All, yeah, <laughs> sorry, folks. You, you're you're using whatever you got, and there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing. There's no untapped potential. Well, so, some of us are using whatever we got. Trust me, there are a few people who I'm pretty sure are still using only ten percent of their brain. Uh, I would I would dare say that uh, most of them are using all of their brain. It just doesn't work that well. <laughs> yeah. It just like there's different size engines. You've got your, you know, <laughs> you've got your lawnmower engine, then you've got a Porsche, you know? <laughs> yeah. And some of us are in between, you know? Yeah. Some of us happen to be president. Ah, anyway. Um, <laughs> so they, uh, so they get to, so Alfred Molina comes out of the urn first and he starts chasing down, um, what's the guy's name? Dave. Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave the Sorcerer, Dave the Prime Merlinian, yeah, yeah, Dave. Okay, um, <laughs> he starts chasing him down, uh, and Dave goes through it, into the su- into the tram, the subway, I guess, yeah, maybe? yeah, and he goes through the turnstile, and there's a whole thing of his card won't swipe until the last minute, and he gets through. But then Alfred Molina just walks through the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, if the wolves and he could go through the door, why did you have to go through the turnstile? I don't know how subways work, apparently. <laughs> I've never been to New York, so is there just a door that you can do to bypass? And and if you can walk through the door, why do you have a turnstile? <laughs> did he kill some TSA agents we don't know about? Was that an <laughs> office door? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, I was I was confused. Yeah, and then he gets saved by uh, Nicolas Cage on a giant fucking eagle. <laughs> that was clever. I like that. He, they took the existing architecture and he magicizes it and takes it and runs off with it. Like it's, I thought that was cool. I'm not getting down on the magic in this too much because <laughs> it was actually not so bad. Like <laughs> this may end up being a guilty pleasure of mine. Well, he changes the uh, the wolves into puppies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he stopped. Like, there's no real. And this is the weird. This is the weird thing. So, Alfred Molina does all of his magic with uh, his cane, which turns out, which is really more or less his magic wand. Yeah. Um. 
Nicolas Cage just uses hand hand waving motions. Yeah. And that's two different schools of, of magician there where you get the or wizard, right? Where you get the one that has to have a conduit, you know, a la Harry Potter, right? You gotta have the wand. Right. And without the wand, you really can't do much by way of magic because it's the conduit of your magic, right? And there's something about the wand itself. But then there's, yeah, there's your... Uh, I don't have a really good example of the hand-waving magic because, like, Gandalf had a wand or had a staff. Same idea. Well, I was going to go with the uh, the Emperor from Star Wars. Conceptually, I suppose, yeah. He, yeah. Does, he doesn't need one. Yeah, he doesn't use one. He just does what he wants to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or, or you... Or, or, or all the Jedi, you know, yeah, pretty much just a hand wave. These aren't the which, droids you're looking for. The yeah. force push, the you know, which they call into this movie. Yeah, because Alfred Molina goes up to the one guy's like, "You don't need to see my faculty ID." And then the oh, his yeah. apprentice, who is like a, I guess Chris Angel kind of ripoff. Yes, big time. He's like, "Oh, it's not the droids you're looking for," and I'm like, "Ha ha ha." Which. Looking back now, it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, yeah, even back then, they were looking at Star Wars. Now, they own it. <laughs> now, they own it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so he goes in, he fixes her radio station equipment, and uh, nothing will turn a girl on more than fixing their radio station. Oh, well, uh, hey, you know, uh, sometimes the girls like it when you twist their radio knobs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes not all trust me and believe me when i say i can only get away with this because tex has been whisked away to a fantasy <laughs> yeah <laughs> we can make all the stupid jokes we want uh, <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah but there's so we have the meet cute we've had the the now there's a bit of a courtship like he wants to reestablish his relationship with her and kick things up again because he was wild for her when he was you know 10 years ago when he was a kid yeah yeah so we have that side of things and now he's starting to believe in magic uh is it at this point yes and no uh i i i think cage's character here does a really good job of of uh was it of really selling it right the idea that's like oh well you study physics well this is kind of the same thing it's science just kind of one step further where now we can, you know, you're learning to control electricity through technology where we can do this kind of shit on our uh, own. Yeah, and that's where the, the the line is really blurred because he's like, well, you know, how do things warm up? And he's like, well, this because the molecules vibrate faster. It's like, okay, well, that's basically the same thing. So clear your mind and think about them moving faster. Okay. But that, yeah. that goes against all science. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The ability to mentally cause something to happen. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Like you're that, using and, scientific reasoning to debunk science. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, this is, but this is where the one thing I like about it is the idea of they're trying to meld the two in kind of a kind of the one of the better ways that I've seen. It's it's different than you're a wizard, Harry. Okay, <laughs> now I can just do this shit, right? Like it's like there's the the stories that go with you. You just have this power, yeah. so let's start learning to do it. Well, there is this, also that too, though. 
That's the thing. It takes that, but it also brings in a level of like where we get a bit of a better understanding of what the magic is doing for him, I guess, to better to kind of clear it that like, yeah, he's not just producing fire out of nowhere. He's actually magically causing the physical elements to act in the way that he needs them to to get the thing done that he wants to have happen. Yeah, I guess. I, you know, you, you you can almost say that he instead of a rabbit coming out of a hat, he's building one in there and then ta-da. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. By manipulating um, matter. Yeah. So, well, he doesn't really turn to magic. He doesn't really believe in the magic until after they defeat Sun Locke, which is the Asian guy in Chinatown. Yeah. Um So, and <laughs> I had to laugh at the scene where like uh, Jay Baruchel standing outside and uh, this Chinese couple comes up to them and stares at him like they'd never seen a white person before, even though they live in New York. I I know, yeah, they, they, this movie would have you believe that, that rare's the time when they would leave, you know, Chinatown. Yeah, I get maybe that's the case. I don't know, but um, just weird to me. They're like, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm, with, I'm totally with him, yeah. Like, I do understand that New York's big enough that in some of these boroughs and burbs and, and neighborhoods that because you would have everything you need within a certain number of blocks that maybe, yeah, you can live in New York all your life and there's certain parts of the town that you've never seen. But isn't that kind of a little uh, racist, maybe, to presume that? Yeah. that they wouldn't go for a stroll in Manhattan or go see the Statue of Liberty or, you know? Yeah. Go catch a baseball game or something like that. Like, white people have never gone into Chinatown before. That no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is there a sign? <laughs> you know, is there kind of a, like, no whites sign? You know? <laughs> yeah. Are they just that secluded in, in Chinatown? Yeah, yeah. So, for me, in this movie, Lil China is a little racist. Um, on kind of both sides of that fence. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, this, and then he sort <laughs> He agrees to be taught the magic, and this is where the, this whole thing kind of starts, because he's he's learning. He goes through this training montage of of uh, of magic teaching, and he's going through, and he's like, "What these are? Like these are old man shoes." And now this is this is a wizard telling you magic is real. You're complaining about the uniform. <laughs> yeah. Even though he gives you a perfectly valid reason to wear them. Yeah, rubber rubber soles will ground you and therefore you're you're useless. Yeah. And he's going through and he's wearing baseball fucking equipment like that's going to stop a plasma ball. <laughs> I know fucking ball of plasma. Yeah, and he's wearing baseball equipment. Okay. Uh, weird. Yeah. But hey, no, hey, no, we got to stop this whole, we just learned that, you know, magic exists, and you're learning to be a magician, but hey, let's just uh, put that to the side for a minute for a nerdy love story. <laughs> and this is what this movie does, is like, it goes, love story, magic, love story, magic, love story, magic, and it just goes back oh, and, and forth. And and every once in a while, Afro Malin is doing something. Yeah, and then every once in a while, yeah, he goes and he finds Drake Stone, uh, Magician of the Year in 2009. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, there's that, uh, 
that Chris Angel ripoff. I, I, I didn't mind this kid. Um, I think he made a good, uh, I, I like, I always like the idea of you have the two masters and then you have their two apprentices. Yeah. It becomes a tag team match. It, it, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, exactly. And that's why I liked about it. So it's like, you have the, you know, um, uh, uh, cage as his apprentice. So then Balthazar has to go find his cage is Balthazar. All oh, right. Why did I think Molina was? No, um, Molina is uh, Horvath. Horvath, right? Sorry, yeah. So well over a week ago, I watched this, yeah. but uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Balthazar has his Horvath, then goes gets his, and so it makes for an interesting dynamic where you have because Horvath's apprentice is kind of he's just upgrading his magic, like he knows it's real, he can do shit. But he doesn't know his full potential either. Right. Right? And Horvath is like, no, no, I'm old school. You definitely want to learn from me. You're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. He says he goes by the feel of the magic and what feels right. Yeah. And then, of course, and there you also have that dynamic, too, of like the hubris versus the guy who doesn't really believe in himself. Yeah. Did you catch the magic, the gathering? Oh, did I ever? Poster in the back the, there? Uh, how about Big Giant Standee? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I saw that. <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> sure. to be his pay-per-view. It's called Magic the Gathering. It's just a big Magic the Gathering card. Yeah, like he was so powerful that he ended up on a... He got a, his own card in the game. I think he was, he was hosting a tournament or something like that. I, I have no idea. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's training and, but, and he gives him the book, but never makes him read it. Yeah. We never have a study session and he's a student. He's actually a student in class. You would think that there would be scenes of him like actually going through the book and like a textbook. Yeah. But no, instead it's just, I'm just going to throw shit at you until you stop it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, there's, there should be like, um, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, I love his training montage because he has his in-class and then he goes on to, and how he becomes so good is that he uses his mind to be able to retain all the stuff that he reads and, and he does his extra study, so he's up all night studying practically. Yeah. You know, like that to me is a much better way of showing like you, because if you have a magic book, you've got to read the fucking book. Yeah, read the book. That's, that's what it is. Read Your picture's in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, your picture's in it. Fucking read the book. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you just found out that Merlin was real. And magic exists. I'm like, this is like Jurassic World to me. Oh, this is like a a lot of those aliens coming to Earth. They're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And like, he's being all nonchalant in fucking 2000, like early 2000s about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally being a millennial about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not making them look good. So he should lose I'm... his fucking mind. He's like he's like a hipster magician. He's like whatever, magic was cool ten years ago, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, you know I have a magic T-shirt, but like I got it from Hot Topic, and I wear it ironically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we find out that. Um, What's his name? Uh, Horvath is trying to uh, perform a spell called the Rising, and he's going to 
basically reincarnate uh, Morgana Le Fay to take over the world. Well, we don't really know what she's going to do. There's yeah. never there's never really an end game. It's like, no, I'm just going to bring it back. Well, no, sorry. We, we do find out because... And this is the whole thing because... Uh, fucking Disney movies. They're all, like Horvath and Balthazar are only fighting because the girl chose Balthazar over him. That's right. And I'm like, uh, really, really a fucking love story to parallel the one that's interrupting my magic movie. Yeah. So now we have two love stories. Yeah. Like it's bad enough. There's one magic story because he keeps going on dates with the with Becky. Um, he's taking her out, and he stops the uh, he stops the robbery or the mugging. Oh the yeah, yeah. I I like the first date. He goes on the cheap. He's like, well, here's the thing I'm working on. I've got to be here for school anyway. Yeah, he you builds know? Tesla coils. Yeah, yeah. Let me show you my coils. You know. Which this is this is sort of the beginning of when Tesla started getting uh, really popular uh, in modern culture. They found all this Tesla uh, oh, research. Uh, sure, right around the same time we have uh, Christopher Nolan's, um, not the Illusionist. It's the one that he, uh, the Prestige, mm-hmm. in which Tesla features highly in that. Yeah. You so know so. We have to do the Tesla cause. We have to get in our One Republic song. Because <laughs> we fucking paid for those rights and we're going to use it. Yeah, really. Um, so, yeah. So, he's trying to... So, uh, Horvath is trying to raise up Morgana. and It's all because of the past love, who's Monica Bellucci. It finds out, we find out that at the end. Uh, and then we get to the scene where he tries to clean his um, uh, lab with the mops. Yeah, magic mops. Yeah, which is taken right out of Fantasia. Ha ha ha. <laughs> get it? But then the mops turn on him. Like, I don't understand. Like he, like, he told them what to do, but then they just go crazy. They kind of overdo it? They overdo it, and then they refuse to listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember the Great Mop Rebellion, but I guess that's what they were basing it on. Uh, yeah, and then, I, then then she shows up, and he's like, uh, he, he like he's trying to uh, keep it a secret. Meanwhile, the mops are like, you know, doing ball checks, you know, like Bangkok, you know. <laughs> he's like, ooh, and all this slapstick, and I'm just like, was there not was there not magic in this movie? Like Yeah, was there not a, an end of the world scenario here? Yeah, thank you. And I'm like, okay, fine, alright. And then he just decides to give up magic and then he have that really cliched thing where he talks to the girl and she through without really knowing it says the right thing and he goes back into the back into uh back into magic. Yeah, I don't think uh you know Balthazar had enough time to polish his old man's shoes by the time he gets back. It's just, he's yeah. gone, he's back. It's it's such a whiplash. There's such a thing about the old man's shoes. I know. They spend so much time in the old man's shoes, and I'm like, 
Magic is real. <laughs> I, I, I hate to keep going back to this point, but magic is real. In 2010, you find out that magic is real. <laughs> Come on now, we can change our cars. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, in front of everybody, and this is another thing too, because you know, near the end when she's uh, when Morgana is sort of raising the thing, and there's a giant pentagram of fire in the sky, and there's wizard battles going on in what appears to be Central Park, it may not be Central Park or some kind yeah. of public park. Um, and there's nobody around. In New York City? In New York City, the city that never sleeps. And a giant metal bull comes to life and starts fucking around? Thank you. You know, giant metal eagle. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, nobody no notices this shit? Isn't YouTube around at this point? YouTube is in its infancy, absolutely. It's three years old. It's, it's getting a lot of traction. Facebook a, is around at this point. There's at least pictures on Facebook, you're thinking. Yeah, exactly. WTF in New York, you know, <laughs> is yeah, the caption. Like, like you know, like there's cameras on every top of every building. You think that and would touch of, them? And on top of every phone. Yeah, exactly. Like this is this is a post nine eleven world. Like there are cameras everywhere. Yeah, and nobody's catching a a bit of it. <laughs> no one's seeing nothing or saying nothing. Yeah. Weird. Just weird. Um. Again, Doctor Strange, handle it better. The mirror dimension. Yeah, well, that depends on what you say, but... <laughs> All right. Um, so Horvath, he, he kills Drake, because he needs this, uh, the, the, he says he got this, uh, the, par the parasite spell. Right, and he's building up his magic juice. Right, so he needs that energy, he needs three. Yeah. And he gets Drake. Yep. He, he gets releases the, uh, yep, the, the, the old-timey witch from Salem, Abigail Williams. That's right. And then he gets the ring from Oh, Dave. is that the third one? Yep. He gets his ring and puts it on his staff to create. Okay, because that was my question. It was like, he said he needed three. Yep. And he had two. Yep. He but then the all of a sudden, he's able to just go ahead and do it. Well, he, yeah, it, it was, um, well, he took the, some magic stuff off of each of them. Okay. Like they, they, they each physically had their own little trinket, right? Like, I think it was a necklace she was wearing or something like that. Now, what happened, okay, so, getting to the final scene here, but Morgan is sort of raising, uh, doing the rising. Um... And I guess, what is she doing? She's bringing... Oh, yeah, her goal is to bring the dead to life. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. so she becomes the first one raised from the dead. Then the rest, you know, she'll raise more people from the dead who, who will be her s slave army. So it's, so it's the mummy, of, essentially. It's the mummy. It's, it's a zombie apocalypse to the nth degree because all of the dead rise. Right, okay. Yeah. So then he sends... Okay, so he... <laughs> Uh, he says, he goes to, um, uh, so he goes, he, Dave is without his magical ring, so he doesn't have any magical powers. 
Um, so he brings his portable Tesla coils. Yeah. And what was the plan there? Because I didn't quite get that. Uh, oh, so the, uh, there was two, two plans. One of them, they were going to use the, uh, radar sa- uh, satellite dishes around a certain point in New York to create essentially what was a pentagram. Right. But, but it was also going to act as an amplifier antenna. Since this magic has a basis in science, uh, the plan was for the Tesla coils to either provide enough energy to overwhelm Horvath because he's basically like a lightning rod. Okay. I think that was it. Or to absorb it because the Tesla coils could absorb energy. So when he goes to cast the spell, it gets sucked in. I'd have to go back and rewatch that part, but it was, it had to do with interfering with what Horvath can do. Right. But he sends Becky up. He says, go to the top of the building and try to move. And move the, yeah. If they move one of the dishes, then the whole, yeah, yeah. Get go up on the roof and get the dishes. Yeah, he says go ahead and just try to interrupt the signal. But then she comes back down. She's like, "I did it! I did it!" I'm like, "No, you didn't." Like nothing. We never see anything about the dishes being moved. Well, she she kicks it, and they they show their little pentagram being. Oh, do they? Okay, I must yeah, have missed yeah. that. It's very quick. So I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> she goes up, she's just kick, 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 kick. All right. Like, like she doesn't even know how to fix her own radio station, but all of a sudden she can fucking move a satellite. Hey, she can get to the satellite. Yeah, I, I guess. And she, like, but I mean, that's the thing. She's kind of hanging like, on the edge of the roof and just kicking it, though. Like that's all like, she's doing. Like, were, were the keys to the roof in the visor of the building? Is that what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like how did she get on the roof? Like, I don't know. Like, did she just follow Chase Meridian and trying to get up to the bat signal? Is that what happened? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> That's absolutely it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. Like, and then, but anyway, it doesn't matter because everything's going on at the, down at, down at the, sorry, it's in Battery Park, not, not Central yeah. Park. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Lightning. Battery. <laughs> battery. <laughs> Got it. Um, and so I, and I guess he, okay, who was, Doing the magic to plug everything in. Because the wires come snaking out. Right? Oh, I think that was... Uh, that was Balthazar. Was that Balthazar? Okay. Yeah, creating interference. Oh, no, no, that was Dave. No. That was Dave. No, but it couldn't have been Dave because he didn't have his ring. That's the thing, though. They did drop that where it says that the primer linean, you'll know it's the primer linean because he'll be able to do the magic without the ring. Right, but it's not until after that that he learns that he's the Prime Meridian, and that and that's where he learns that he can do it without the ring. Yeah, but I think he just creates, he does his own science experiment by pulling in all the wires to overload the system. Right, but the wires come out by magic. Yeah, but I think he's doing that too. What, unknowingly? No, no. I, I thought there was a basically force-pull scene. Oh. Unless I'm misremembering it. Okay. Not sure. Um, so, so anyway, so he, he sets up the Tesla coil, and that pretty much uh, incinerates, um, that takes out Molina, or Morvath, Horvath, sorry. I keep wanting to say Horvath, but I know that's not right. <laughs> 
All right, sorry, I'm at the Tesla coil spot. Okay. Yeah. So the portable Tesla coil is just, um, yeah, basically just overloads Horvath with a bunch of magic or a bunch of electricity when he goes to fire off his lightning or his, uh, yeah, he tries to do a spell or whatever and it just absorbs the hit the power coming out of the staff. Okay. Nicholas Cage does a force push and then almost gets hit by the bull, but then the magic eagle comes in. This is freaking crazy as I describe it. Oh my God. Yes. The eagle comes back out of nowhere. It's, yeah. it's right out of the Lord of the Rings. Just car. All right. Here I am. Plot convenience. And then you have, oh yeah, yeah, she's dead. Oh yeah, she falls. And then, so he, okay, so Balthazar, he pulls Morgana out of Victoria, or Veronica. Yeah. And then Morgana escapes on her own. Uh, Yes. Because they were gonna lock lock her in, uh, they, yeah, he he wanted to put uh, Nicholas Cage drew out, out of Monica Bellucci the Morgana, and then wanted he wanted uh, him to get himself to get locked back in the Grimhold, right? But you're right, she escapes anyway because he didn't because they didn't act in time, right? So she yeah. escapes, and this is the weird thing too because she's defeated by plasma bolts, which she herself is throwing, right? Isn't that the default weapon? Yeah, and isn't that the first thing he learned to defend himself against? Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, like her, hers are more powerful and whatever. Um, but then he learns how to do it on his own, but he starts throwing plasma bolts. And I'm like, isn't that kind of like Mega Man defeating Dr. Wily with just the regular blaster? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, the, like the level one blaster? Yeah, like, shouldn't there be more? And he's doing two at a time at this point, but she's just like splitting herself and right. But it, but eventually he does take her out with those, though. Uh, well, yeah, he puts up his shield and he starts getting hit with the she- with with the the plasma bolts. But oh wait, here we go. Okay, who's moving the coils? Uh, yeah, no one's doing it. Well, it looks like Dave knows that it, that it's happening. So, because the first shot he takes, he hits that generator room with the the actual pl- plasma bolts, or right. the uh, sorry, with the wires, right? Right. So, and then he keeps looking around as they're snaking into the lights. So Wait it's like minute. he weren't the mops helping out at this point too? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Weren't the, weren't the mops like plugging everything in? No, they were doing no? it themselves. No. But he's looking around like he knew what was going to happen, so he basically did what he did with the mops. Oh, yes. No, you're right. The mop throws the switch. Yeah, because he says now, and then the mop throws the switch. Yeah, and she becomes basically the center of a Tesla coil type thing. Right. And And then he he throws lightning. Yeah. Oh, it's lightning? Okay. It's lightning, yeah. Yeah, he he hits her with some lightning. And then... He picks up the power up. Yeah, yeah. Now he's back to bigger plasma bolts, and then he's got like plasma bolt machine gun right. to finish her off. Yeah, and that's how she's killed. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, ripped to ripped to pieces. There, she was kind of already not doing so hot, but yeah. But then it ends with a plasma bolt to the face. But then uh, Balthazar dies. 
But he's brought back to life, so whatever. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah. Reset. Um, I and the girlfriend uh, Becky, uh, her reaction is, uh huh, to everything. <laughs> yeah, just to everything. It's like, oh uh, yeah, I know magic. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm blonde. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I, and I'm really good at science too. Uh huh. <laughs> like, if you go back and watch it. That's what she said. Uh huh. Constantly throughout this movie. Yeah, and I have a twelve-inch cock. Uh huh. Uh huh. I have a giant eagle we can fly to Paris with. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Weird, weird movie. Um. So just a couple of things uh, on this movie. Uh, real wolves were used during the scene uh, when they cool. chased David down. Uh, however, they were extremely tame. They were good puppies. Aww. <laughs> so they had to uh, track points on their faces, and CGI was used to make them snarl. <laughs> oh, the good boys! Yeah, they're such a good puppies. <laughs> That's great. Um, and uh, the Rolls Royce um, that uh, Balthazar is driving around in. Yes, it was actually owned by Nicholas Cage. Oh, surprise, surprise! Yeah, they wanted uh, they wanted sort of an old school car. And uh, he offered his own car uh, to the movie production. So, oh, he probably showed up in it. Yeah, I'm I'm playing a ye old man, you know. So, yeah, and that's why they changed it to a junker before they crushed it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. Uh, Or is it? Spider Wars, the story of Luke Parker. Luke Parker? Yeah, this was had elements of Luke Skywalker. You've got your special with some training. You can be the most powerful, yeah. right? But then it's got this Spider-Man feel to it. Yeah, he's it really in, does. He's in school. He's got his Mary Jane. He's trying to, you know, be just a regular guy, but he can do all this extraordinary stuff, and he's trying to do the right thing. It's like if Uncle Ben hadn't died and was just telling him with great power and just kept yeah. reminding him of that, right? Yeah, he almost tried so, to give up the being the hero to to be with the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns down the call, you know, to be with the girl. Yeah, absolutely. So it's got that's it's, a good point because I was waiting for the raindrops keep falling on my head scene from <laughs> Spider Man Two. Yeah, yeah. I kept waiting for that to happen. Yeah, but there, so there's elements of both. There's there's you know some Spider Man, a little bit of Star Wars in there, and then and then you toss in like a little MIB there for flavor. Very true. This whole this whole magic world exists. So very true. Um, I went with uh, with all the way because I think Nicholas Cage, like you said, this was a sort of uh, his sort of project, mm-hmm. um, and he seemed to be having a lot of fun doing the the, the hand waving for the magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have it, or is it Nicolas Cage's Tai Chi instructional home video? <laughs> so I think that was pretty much just what he wanted to do. Well, I want to introduce Tai Chi. Yeah, pl- plasma bolt your way to fitness. Is that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to about do it for the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I'm Sean Taylor, and I mean Mark. Join us next time when we'll review the story of the English and the French getting into a heated battles before apologizing and forming a country. Edward Norton gives a curb-stomping performance in Canadian History X. 
Ha, 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 ha.